the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome to Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Thursday. Wow. Uh, April almost over already. Yeah, the 27th. Uh, I was uh, catching the news. The uh, weather early this morning, and they're saying that for the very first time, we will hit 100 degrees this weekend. Yeah, uh, the last day of April, which uh, right apparently is right on right on schedule. That that that's normal. I guess that's the average time. So the first triple digit day uh, will be this Sunday. Uh, and then, of course, we may get a few days here or there uh, over the next few weeks where it'll stay below 100. And then it'll, it'll be 100 plus for the next four or five months. So get ready. Uh, hopefully that means more people will get out of town because uh, less traffic is always better for me. Uh, now that I've done the weather, 800 951 That is our toll-free number, the website. AllAmericanGold.com, and we had jobless claims today, first quarter GDP, and existing home sales. And I'll say this, Jason, there was something uh, for everybody, and, and none of it good. A lot of weakness, and yet a lot of inflation. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see. Uh, we talked a little bit before the show, and there's uh, you know there's quite a bit uh, to, to I guess uh, digest. And uh, next week will be a big part of it. And uh, it just uh, the weirdness continues. There's a lot of weirdness going on. You know, it's uh, it's I think politically we're not a political show, but I think next year we'll be uh, covering some of some weird stuff. It seems like it's lining up with this economic mess that's getting ready to happen. Uh. Next year is going to be the election year and, and all of that stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it, that all shakes out. But uh, first quarter GDP came in well below estimates. I'm, and I'm not surprised. Uh, they were th- hoping for about 2%. Uh, it came in at just over 1%. Uh, rounded up to 1.1%. Now, this is a first quarter number. And, and we know, you know, January was okay. You know, February even was kind of okay. Things didn't really, you know, March, things started to, to really slow down. Uh, and I was telling Jason, never ever have I heard of them raising or raising rates when GDP's at 1%. I mean, usually at 1%, they're talking about lowering rates. But, it, but it's, a, it, it's more than that. And this is why I think so many people seem so certain that the second half of 2023 is not going to be a very good half for the debt markets. Because not only are they still raising rates, and again, we think they're going to do it Wednesday. But Jason, the money supply 
is also being reduced. This is this is a double whammy at a time when normally they would not only would they would they not be raising rates, they would be lowering rates. And of course, really, ever since 2007, 2008, this would be about the time you'd hear more talk about quantitative easing as uh, as well instead of quantitative tightening. That's right. That's what makes this situation uh, different. You know, they, they've hit the wall. You can only go to zero so much, and, and, and negative interest rates, they don't really work until, well, there, there is one way you can get negative rates to work. You have a digital currency. We haven't talked much lately about how, hey, the digital currency makes it really easy to uh, have negative interest rates, which then, that means you can print more, Joe. Yeah, and, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to break that down if we get to it. I don't know uh, today or if we do that in another show, uh, a very powerful weapon, uh, the digital currency. But, yeah, GDP uh, coming in at 1.1. The last reading was over 3. So this is a, a pretty pronounced slowdown. Uh, but here was the big problem in this number because I, I, would, I would say this. Wall Street was very happy with that number, right? They wanted lower the better. Heck, Wall Street probably would have loved a negative number. The, the, the bad number in there had to do with the inflation numbers that come with that GDP report. And, Jason, they came in much hotter than expected. They call it the PCE uh, or the core PCE uh, coming in at 4%, well above the 3.7% that was expected. And here was the, the shocker. It was higher than the fourth quarter, where it was only 3.9%. Yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep our eye on that, Joe, because I, 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 the, the problem of inflation is not gone. And then there's yeah. this, I don't know, in the news cycle, there's this sort of sense that it's getting better, but... Uh, I, I was just watching a report uh, about you know food, just food, and it's still going up at like ten to twenty percent per year. So these numbers, you know, this, this gentleman was also talking about how they, they've they've adjusted some things on how they calculate inflation recently, and it's it's making it look way better than it really is right now. Well, and then they have the core PCE, and this is where it got really bad. It came in at 4.9%. So think about this. Uh, PCE came in at 4. The core, which is what the Fed's you know, favorite number is, it came in at 4.9%. Uh, Jason, and again, that number also hotter than the last quarter. Boy, sure starting to smell like stagflation, isn't it? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason on this Thursday. A quick look here at the markets. Uh, the Dow's up 130. Uh, and again, like I said, they were very excited about the crappy GDP number. I, I don't think they're real happy about the high inflation numbers. But again, Wall Street's convinced that the Fed is going to cry uncle and give up this inflation fight. S&P's up 30, the Nasdaq's up 150, uh, gold's off a dollar, 1994, silver's up a penny uh, at 2488. This market 
update brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi. You know, you got to have that gold. you got to have that silver put away. You already know that. And for those of you that haven't done it yet, it's a great day to start. Any day's a great day to start. Uh, but outside of that, what else do you do? Uh, we talked yesterday. The bank runs are back. Very, very quiet on First Republic this morning. The 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 stock are, uh, below six dollars. Uh, I, I I'm anticipating we're either going to get some news today or tomorrow, or everybody better hold on tight for this weekend. But if you're looking for somewhere else to stay diversified, check out Y Refi. That's not correlated to the stock market. It doesn't care about GDP or PCE. Uh, it doesn't care, uh, like like Stan Druckenmiller said about Jay Powell, right? That nobody, nobody considers Jay Powell to be a man of courage. Uh, and, and again, uh, Joe Biden, right? Uh, the same thing. All the all the 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 war drums that are beating. Check them out. You got to have at least fifty thousand, right? That that you guys know. You can use an existing IRA, uh, but but go look them up. Invest yrefi.com. That's the word. Invest the letter y r e f y dot com, or call them at eight 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 yrefi twenty four. Having said that, Jason. Every single inflation number inside of that GDP report was hotter than expected. Tomorrow, we will get the, I want to say it's the March PCE price deflator. I don't what, what kind of garbage is that? But anyway, uh, now, now they're, they're, they're worried because, well, that's probably going to be hot. Probably, yeah, probably will be. Uh, but yeah. PCE price deflator. That just tells you all you need to know. Hey, we're going to figure out how we can make it as best as, as Jason said, uh, make it appear better than what it really is. Jobless claims. So this was a number we were, were, we were wondering about. 230,000. So it did not go above 250. Uh, that was the, I, I, I would say that was the end of the good news. The continuing claims right at that 1.89 million, essentially unchanged from the previous week. Uh, so a, a little bit, I guess if you say, hey, was there a little bit of good news? Jason, I guess that the 230, I guess that was the good news. Of course, this week we've had a ton of layoff announcements. Yesterday, we thought Gap was going to lay off 500. Nope, they, they changed that, Jason, to 1,800 this morning. Uh, get ready, by the way. That's just the beginning. That's that's Gap corporate. Uh, wait till they start closing stores. And by the way, also no news on Bed Bath & Beyond. So that's that's also uh, not a good sign. It looks like to me, there, unless somebody comes, a white knight comes out of nowhere, uh, we're probably looking at liquidation for Bed Bath and Beyond as well, Jason. My wife and I, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we went into uh, the Loveland Bed Bath and Beyond. I think it looked like they were doing their closing out sale because they had announced closing that store and in Colorado. They had a bunch of stores that they were closing, and uh, they ended up they were just selling all the racks and all the gear and the junk, you know. And so, as a, of course, uh, getting the Fort Lupton office up and running, I was like, well, let's take. Uh, kind of weird that the area, all the other. Stores seem to be doing well. I'm, or at least they're all. They're, none of them were shutting down. There were no empty spots. 
So it's uh, it's very very much a harbinger of things to come to have a, a well run area with with shoppers coming to this this particular area, and this one's shutting down. I mean, they they chose to, for this one in a, what looks like a successful area of of shops to shut down, and that to me means what else is going to be shutting down in this area, Joe? Because if they decided to not to, not to not to close one, but to close this one, what's the criteria they're going by, Joe? Yeah, and again, uh, McDonald's, which had decent earnings uh, the other day, their CEO came out and said, "You know what? We're and again, we'll see what happens." He goes, "We're starting to see a slowdown." He goes, "All of a sudden, people don't want to spend nine dollars on a what used to be a dollar menu hamburger." Uh, and, and here's what they said. He goes, what we're seeing is, hey, they may get the, you know, the Big Mac, but they're not getting the fries, right? They they, they may get uh, the, the uh, instead of getting the combo meal, right, they're just getting the meal that the that they're not getting uh the the mcflurry or they're they're not getting the 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 sundae or the ice cream cone uh and and i think that's again another one of these signs because mcdonald's is kind of mcdonald's and walmart kind of are the uh the way i look at it is this is where a lot of people go when, when they're pinching their pennies Right when when hey when I'm not pinching pennies I'm going to Olive Garden or I'm going to to a nicer maybe I'm going to a sit down place uh, but but when I'm pinching the pennies I'm going to Walmart I'm going to McDonald's and now McDonald's is saying hey I know we just reported really good earnings but all of a sudden now the the traffic is is a little less but he goes the thing that we've noticed is the ticket. That's where we've seen a big drop. In other words, we're still having about as many people come through the store. The problem is they're buying less stuff, Jason. Because uh, we don't eat out as much as I think the average guy does. But uh, go to the grocery store regularly. I'm, I, I, we go to the grocery store multiple times just because uh, we, we do a lot of produce, so you have to buy it fresh. And I noticed Sunday... When I go to the grocery store on Sunday, it is packed all day long. And, and that tells me a lot of working folks are getting their groceries for the week. And there's like an increasingly larger amount of people because you can just buy a lot more groceries than you can McDonald's or, or other kinds of fast food, Joe. I'll say this. My wife and I were at the store yesterday. We needed uh, some air filters, which, you know, that's a an unusual item to, to buy. And, you know, and I, you know. I'm an idiot, right? Air filters were like 99 cents, you know. Dude, are you kidding me? I mean, there were some air filters there that were like $30. I, I did, we didn't buy the $30 ones, but, I mean, they weren't cheap. And, and, and we go through the checkout, right, we, and, and we didn't. We really didn't get a, a lot. You know, it's just Sarah and I now, so we, 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 the only meat we bought, we bought some hamburgers. We were like, well, let's have hamburgers for dinner, right? So we didn't buy meat. We didn't buy booze, right? We're not a big... Uh, buy a lot of booze, people, uh, and yet, two hundred bucks. And my wife and I kind of looked at each other, and she looked at the cards. She goes, "Man, she goes, we didn't really buy a whole lot, and it's just that's just how it go. It, it's incredible. It used to be, oh my gosh, I can't believe I spent a hundred dollars. Now you go there. I mean, if we, if I, I'm sitting there going, I go, could you imagine if our boys were home? It'd be four or five hundred dollars easy." 
I, we also noticed at the grocery store that the uh, the box and bagged food, you know, the more processed foods, Joe, they're, they're usually pretty cheap, right? You can get it, you get the, your box, your box of this, your crackers, and your bag of chips, uh, and and the produce is, you know, when Brooke and I we buy organic produce, we buy you know you know the higher end stuff, and and it's just expensive. It's a little expensive, but we've noticed over the last year, year and a half, Joe, the uh, our produce bags. Are cheaper than our processed food. The processed food is expensive now. We, when we cleaned up our diet a little more just recently, just to, you know we go through waves. It's like let's let's buy a little less of the bags and boxes, and the price in the bag was cheaper. It's like wait a minute, that's it used to be more organic produce. The higher the cost now, you know, remember inflation affects the bag, the box, the printing, the labeling. Inflation affects all of that. At least with produce, it's pretty consistent. It's just an apple, right? There's not much more than just the apple, right, Joe? So uh, it shows that inflation really is not stopping. It is just going to keep on going, Joe. Yeah, it, it's something where, uh, and again, Jason and I have laid this out very succinctly for everybody. We are going to face something brand new, which is a recession. Let's call it that. Okay, I'm call it that with inflation. That's not how the textbooks are written. Of course, how do you get a recession with inflation? And the answer is, because they, they do tell you, hey, it's possible. Man, if you go and start printing up money like drunken sailors, uh, eventually uh, you're going to have a recession with inflation, and that's exactly what we have, Jason. This is uh, this this first quarter GDP number showed it, and we all know. Listen, things are slower today than they were in January. Period. Uh, how about existing home sales? They were actually expecting existing home sales to be flat. This was, by the way, this is a March number, so that's really the start of home buying season. Uh, existing home sales fell 5.2%. Uh, they were expecting less than 1% down. Uh, year over year, existing home sales, or well, I guess pending home sales, down 25%. Uh, lack of inventory. Here was the one thing, and it was really, I think this is probably throughout. If you've got a home that's in good shape, it's fresh. Right, it's it's been remodeled. It's in it's in good condition, and you price it right, it will sell. The problem is, the vast majority of these homes aren't in good condition. They aren't priced right, and they aren't selling. Uh, and we really have this interesting market because, you know, when you look at it now, new homes. People are buying a lot of those because they can't find an existing home that's actually worth buying, Jason. It's it's like uh, I'm a Toyota Corolla driver, right? That's what, It's the cheapest way to, to, to do process serving or pizza delivery. and uh, You turn in the old one for trade-in. Now, if you've kept the up, kept it, kept it nice and, and did the best you can, you know that you're going to get a good trade-in. But if you just and I've, I've done both of these situations where I kept it nice and the other one where I just trashed it. These people who, who did not spend the money on the upkeep of the home are thinking, well, look, the home up the street sold for blah, 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 so that's what mine is worth. 
No. no this is why a home isn't an asset. Uh, it's not as good of an asset as, as gold is because gold is, is, is simple to store and simple to keep uh, and simple to keep the value because some gold coins are nicer. They get a little extra premiums, but, but gold is just gold generally. Whereas a house, yeah, if that sprinkler system's broken and you got broken cabinetry in, in the kitchen and the, the bathtub is looking dingy, you better price your home down. Just like Joe said, you know, it, it's showing you that, yeah, there's still some buying going on, Joe, but it ain't going to be for, for, for your beat up old home. You better price it right if it's beat up. You better, you better lower that price because, uh, it's turning into a buyer's market, Joe. And, and yeah, and the problem is repairing the beat up home costs a lot. It's more expensive. Costs yeah, a lot. A lot. More, which means that price has got to go down a lot more. Right, and, and 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 it's it's interesting. We'll have to see. Oh, here you go. More layoffs. Dropbox uh, announcing they're laying off eighteen percent of of their workforce uh, as the steady stream now of layoffs uh, continues here. But again, so those are the three big reports today. First quarter GDP worse than expected with hotter inflation. Existing home sales worse than expected. And then jobless claims, better than expected. Continuing claims, worse than expected. I guess we've wrapped it all up for you. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jerry Springer passed away. Uh, I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember Jerry. Remember uh, Geraldo. Uh, when Geraldo got beat up uh, on Jerry Springer, I, I, that was probably for me. When I think of Jerry Springer, that's kind of the the first thing I go to. You know, that that was Jerry like Springer TV took, TV porn, if you will, right? Jerry Springer took the Geraldo Rivera uh, KKK episode, wherever that was, and, and he and he turned it into a show. He's like, wait a minute, that works. Let's just let's just fabricate it, because <laughs> it did. After a while, you could tell the people that were doing it. You could tell it was it was all right. stage and, and and fake. You know, those weren't real. The Geraldo thing was a real fight. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it kind of changed how people viewed TV. Right? It used to be. Remember, you used to have like I don't know, like I don't know, Phil Donahue. I, I'm aging myself now. Phil Donahue and. Sally, oh, yeah. Jesse, Raphael, right? They, they were these serious things. And then all of a sudden, here comes Springer, and and it just turned into this circus. And then, of course, we got uh, uh, Maury. Because I, 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 I know that Maury's gone down. I used to love Maury with the, the is he or is he not the father shows. <laughs> Those were the ones I liked the best. Yeah, so, so they definitely took the the afternoon morning talk show, and they, and they basically – Looked at NASCAR and was like, "Well, people are watching it for the wrecks," and they just figured it out, Joe. That's that's what happens, <laughs> right? That's, uh, uh, there you go, a little little uh, side sidebar there. I just saw the headline, so uh, rest in peace, Jerry. Uh, speaking of wanting to rest peacefully, if you got your gold and silver put away, you sure seem to sleep better. Uh, we've got uh, really the market pretty flat here. Gold and silver pretty flat. Uh, yesterday we were running platinum. And again, I'm making this call. I made it earlier this year. Uh, really bad news yesterday out of South Africa, where 70% of all platinum is mined in South Africa. They don't have power. Quite simply, every single day this year, 
the major platinum mines have been running at reduced power. And, and quite a, well, what does that mean? Well, it just simply means we can't, we're not going to meet our production targets because we don't have enough power to make the, to, to mine the platinum we thought we were going to mine. And Jason, platinum was already going to have a significant supply deficit for 2023. And, and unfortunately what happened yesterday was the South African uh, utility notified the miners again saying, hey, listen, it actually we actually think it's going to get worse. And the major platinum miner came out and said, if we lose, if we get reduced any more power, there will be days where they don't send any miners uh, under the ground. Uh, so again, I think there's, this is kind of a very, not kind of, this is a very bullish setup for platinum. It was already way undervalued, right? Normally, uh, platinum trades above gold. I mean, that's how it's been up until the last couple of years. With the exception, I think, of a very brief moment in the 80s, platinum has always traded higher than gold. And we got platinum right now at around $1,100. Uh, and, Jason, I, I, I'm going to make this call again. Uh, you know, do you build your whole portfolio on, on platinum? No. Uh, but, man, I, I think it's a good time to maybe add some platinum into your portfolio. We've got two choices for you. We've got one-ounce platinum bars, and they come in a card, uh, and, and it's got the serial number of the, the whole nine yards, a one-ounce platinum bar. They're $1,275 per ounce, or the one-ounce platinum Eagle coin, that's the one minted by the U.S. Mint, the one-ounce platinum Eagle coin for $1,395. And then on the gold side, $10 liberties. It's the buy, it's just the best buy, $1,190. Like I said, gold's off uh, a dollar here, uh, $1,190. It's $120 less than a 20. If you got two tens, $120 less uh, at $1,190. And I still got some fives. I'm surprised. I didn't think we would, but we do. We still got some $5 liberties. Those are the quarter rounds at 630 at 800 951 0592. And I'll just, I want to remind everybody, thank you so much, by the way. Everyone has been really patient on silver. Uh, we've gotten, I think, uh, uh, I know Jason uh, got all of his five-ounce five, five ounce bars. We got ours the other day. Uh, we're almost pretty pretty well caught up. Uh, but when you're ordering silver, and I don't care what it is, junk silver, silver eagles, uh, bars, whatever it may be, just be patient uh, because, Jason, premiums are sky high. Because availability is really low. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Silver's silver's in high demand, so just uh, just sit tight. But Joe, it's interesting you were talking about the uh, the, the platinum and the shutdown at the mines, and I just uh, so I, as soon as I hear shutdowns at the mines, I know I know what that did to rhodium a couple of years ago as it just skyrocketed. And so I looked down and was like, well, they're shutting down mines. What's happened with rhodium? Because rhodium is a byproduct of, of platinum and palladium. There it is, rhodium up a thousand and fifty bucks. I mean, that's how fast that thing moves. 
on just so what you're saying has to be true. Hey, yeah. we're not sending guys in. We're not going to mine as much, and so rhodium is not going to come up. I mean, I'm guessing they were probably running this thing hard because rhodium finally was coming down. The price wasn't twenty five or fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, right. Rhodium got yeah. like close to thirty thousand at one point, uh, and uh, yep. I haven't looked at it lately, but I know it was below ten. Yeah, today after you you know after you announced that news, it's like, well, let me look at it. Look, look, I always look at rhodium when you talk about mine shutting down. It's like, yep, there it is. Because I think essentially you did your research years ago and said there's essentially yep. two major rhodium mines: one in South Africa, I'm betting it's the same one, yep. and one yep. in Russia. That's it. Yep. That's how yeah. fast things can move. Rhodium is a good indicator of how fast things can move. Silver and rhodium kind of share how fast they can move when uh, supply gets uh, gets gets weird. And so, uh, you know, hold on to your hats, Joe. This thing can this thing could heat up really fast. Uh, it, it's all boring for a while. It slows down the news cycle, or whatever, and, and then just all at once, things just happen. You know. You know That's, what's funny uh, is the 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 Federal Reserve. They. Uh, they do these surveys. Matter of fact, I got to do a census survey. You should see the. I should. I, I'm not gonna, but I should. I should read it to you. Uh, if you don't do this survey, you you can be criminally prosecuted. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But but uh, the Federal Reserve does the these surveys, and they reach out and they're reaching out to to, to businesses and and probably most of them I would say are probably the bigger and the medium size. But when we get back, I'm going to read you what the businesses were saying about conditions. That's coming up next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Get that platinum put away. Get those $10 liberties put away. 800-951-0592. Jason and I will be right back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour, uh, Platinum. Uh, we're, we're reinstituting our call. You know, we made it the first time we made this call. Platinum was below a thousand. Uh, now it's just below eleven hundred. I'm telling you, do it again here. Uh, one ounce platinum bars, twelve hundred seventy-five dollars. The platinum U.S. Eagle, one thousand three hundred and ninety-five dollars. Uh, and those $10 Liberty Gold pieces at $1,190. Uh, but, Jason, I'm going to do uh, two things. One, I want to read to you what businesses are telling the Federal Reserve in their surveys. And then something happened for the very first time, and it had to do with cross-border payments in China. The, that's... Cross-border payments in China, and these amounts are staggering. It's why it's so important. Of course, we've been talking about how quickly countries are now willing to deal in the Chinese renminbi. Uh, but first, what are these businesses telling the Fed? Let me give you the headlines. We need an incentive for people to work. Well, what he's trying to say is, hey, we got to pay more. right? I mean, well, what's the incentive? Uh, pay more. Right? I mean, is there any other incentive? We have a 10% increase or more in cost of our materials. Oh, there's that stagflation thing again. A 7% increase in cost of labor when it's available. Of course, well, I got a solution for that. Right? They're not going to like it. Right? But maybe it needs to be a 10% increase or a 12%. 
We have raised prices 5%. Uh-oh. That's not good. Let's see. Costs are up 10%. Labor's up 7%. We only could increase it. Well, raise, raise it some more. And guess what they said? We want to, but we can't do more. It's hard to make money this way. Right? That's a, a pretty brutal uh, assessment. Inflation is still a big problem in our little corner of the world. Some some things are better, but other things are worse. We're also looking at another round of significant price increases in the near term. And again, Jason, this is kind of a theme through all of this. All of these businesses are saying, hey, uh, we're slowing down. Prices are still rising and we expect more rises. Can't get help. Oh, and by the way, uh, now now we've got an, another problem where uh, we can't even raise prices anymore because uh, if we do, no one's going to buy our stuff. So I guess that means I'll raise the rates next week and consider another one until the, uh, what they're saying is we're closing down next week. <laughs> That's, yeah, is that what they right? need to hear? They need to hear we're closing down next week. Oh, okay, we'll stop raising the rates. Maybe that's maybe what you're reading is a that's just not a it's not enough of an emergency to stop yet. You know, we we are it. seeing a slowdown in sales. We are readjusting our production for 2023 and 2024. How about this one? Inflation is killing my business. Everything is up. Hard to get my price increases passed along to the customers. Also, employees are very hard to find. We see, we see another one. We see softening in our industry. The size and frequencies of new orders from current customers seems lower, and new business orders are definitely smaller so these are these are what businesses are telling the federal reserve and again jason if it was only 1.1 percent gdp in the first quarter and this is what they're saying today and yet the fed is still raising rates and contracting the money supply i think that's why a lot of people are saying this this is a recipe for failure now what size businesses? Is it just a, a sampling of all, or is this just larger size yep. businesses? No. To be fair, they, they try to, to, to sample all. And they don't, unfortunately, they don't tell us in these reports what businesses, the name of the business, the size of the business, but they, 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 they do a sampling. Big, big businesses, medium-sized businesses, small businesses, uh, so, so you, you know, but you get the flavor. And, and here was the thing: this was across all categories, and 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 the the uh, they were talking about how this is this symbolizes what every business seems to be telling us, regardless of what industry they're in. Yeah, I get the feeling that that's a big part of uh, how they decide what they're going to do with the rates, Joe. So I, I, I wonder if that, even though as bad as that sounds, I wonder if that's, if that's they're waiting for that to be a little worse before they uh, yep, shut off not, the you're, you're right. It's, you know what? You know what they want to stop hearing? Labor's hard to find. Labor's expensive. Right? We've got labor problems. Uh, <laughs> they, they, yeah. they need incentive to work. They want that to go away. 
Well, how does that go away? Well, everybody got fired. So now, guess what? There's a lot of people that want to work, and, and they'll, they'll be happy to work for minimum wage. Final segment here on this Thursday, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, by the way, Chrysler wanting to get rid of 3,500 uh, employees, uh, and they're willing to pay them uh, to leave. So, again, the, the trail of layoffs uh, continuing to rise. But uh, the big story of the day, the Chinese renembi became the most used currency in cross-border payments in March, surpassing the U.S. dollar for the very first time. Now, I want to be clear on this. This is cross-border payments in China. So this is China buying and selling goods. For the first time ever, they accepted more renminbi payments than dollar payments uh, and uh, it's only getting worse. Now, here it was the speed that caught me. Uh, uh, Renembi cross-border transactions and receipts totaled a record. $550 billion last month. That was up from February's record of $435 billion. So, Jason, in just a month, it jumped by over a hundred billion dollars. Uh, the U.S. dollar uh, now only comprised about forty-six percent of all Chinese cross-border transactions. But you get the scope of how big China—that's a trillion dollars a month, really, of, of cross-border payments. And now the renminbi uh, is taking the lead, and and the the speed of it. You know, it's one thing. Hey, wow, well, we increased it increased ten billion. Okay, well, okay, maybe that was one tanker of oil. No, it increased like a hundred and twenty billion in a single month. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, game that uh, China and other countries that want to get out of dollars have to play. If you have a significant amount, China and Japan being the the biggest owners, uh, for, foreign owners of dollars. You know, if if, if you dump too much onto the market, it, the rest that you ha- are holding suddenly have no value. So they, they have to do this slowly and very con- concisely. They have to really be smart because what, what if what if China tried to sell $200 billion or, or $400 billion all at once, Joe, right, of, of what they're holding? You know, th- these transactions, they have to, it has to be slower than probably most people that are, are, are understanding this the way we do, Joe, which is the dollars are going away. But you, countries don't want to use dollars. But you can't dump them all because they're holding so much you can't make what you're currently holding worth less. Well, listen, China's gone from $1.2 trillion in dollars to, what, $800 billion in falling. Yep. Uh, and it looks like it's going to continue to fall that way. But it's not just them. you got to remember, the countries that are taking the renembis, they need less dollars. And, and again, we're at a time, right, budget deficits getting ready to blow up. And, uh, they, you know, they want to increase the debt limit by $4.8 trillion. And I kind of laugh. I'm like, oh, well, that'll get you about 18 months, right? You know, uh, very, very interesting. And reports circulating that uh, I know for a fact, I want to say it was Ghana, is now trading gold for oil. And there are rumors circulating that Saudi Arabia is potentially getting ready to do the same thing. I will say this. I haven't seen any evidence of Saudi Ghana's doing it. 
I haven't seen that Saudi Arabia is doing it. Uh, I've looked at the numbers in the at the Shanghai Exchange, which is because you know that's where I'm assuming they're going to get it from. I haven't seen that yet. But Jason, could you imagine if the Saudis started taking gold or oil, uh, what we could be looking at? All in due time, I guess. Right? <laughs> At some point, if inflation gets bad enough, that's what you do. Patriot Radio News Hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.